Welcome to the Ask Genesis podcast. This is a podcast to help the people of Genesis Community Church go deeper into each week's sermon. Each week we talk with the teaching pastor of that week and ask more details about the biblical text. If you have a question that comes up, you can email info at genesiscommunity.church. Just put in the subject line, Ask Genesis Podcast. You can also write down any questions you may have during the sermon and drop those in the offering boxes in the back. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Roosevelt, thank you so much for hanging out with us and everything's recording, so I think we're okay. How you been? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, I don't know if people know. Tell people what you do during the week because you during preached this week, last week. Yeah, yeah but so during the week, You're not a preacher, are you? Well, I'm a well, preacher. Part of, <laughs> a lay preacher. But during the week when I'm not preaching, I am an elementary school principal. School. Yes. So I have 715 kids who are all mine during yeah, the week. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's dig in. Um, like I was trying to explain a little bit earlier is one of the reasons I love talking more in detail with the pastors um, after they preach is because they get to ask more questions. And a lot of times it's easy to listen to a sermon and and just agree and, and just be enthusiastic about what's being taught, but really not know how to apply that once you get back to your house, once you get into the week and stuff like that. You even said on Sunday, I remember you, or a couple weeks ago, you said application Proper application can't happen without knowledge. Yes. Right? Yes. So when it comes to the idea of giving, because I don't want to call it tithing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving. Giving, free yes. will giving. I like, yes. I like that. Um, but when it comes to giving and, 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 uh, and tithing, what people think of is we can't apply that without proper education. Right. Without proper right. education. I know you're a man. Obviously, you're a principal. So, like... T- Talk a little bit about the dynamic and the importance of, as a Christian, the education aspect of what's lacking sometimes in our application. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you either have one or two things. Either you have no application or you have faulty application, right? Mm-hmm. And faulty application usually comes because there is a, uh, a misunderstanding of what's written Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly with giving, there's a lot of misunderstanding because there are misapplication of, uh, say, Old Testament verses. Um, so my rule of thumb is when, when, the, uh, when the, the original recipients received the letter, mm-hmm. what were their thoughts? What did it mean to them? I have to get that first. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, if there are multiple meanings, then you're going to have multiple applications, and eventually you're not going to know what God means. Right. So the important, uh, the, the important thing with knowledge is getting it, getting accurate knowledge, and then having precise application. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean that there's not uh, going to be uh, shallow knowledge getting deeper over time. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have shallow knowledge that's accurate, it's just not as deep as you'll have as you continue to mature as a Christian. Yeah, so as you grow and you learn more, you start to apply more, you start to change maybe what you've applied in the past. Yes. Uh, and I think it's, it really, it's it's applicable to me because when you're talking about the tithe and you're talking about the New Testament teaching of giving, mm-hmm. 
very practically, I grew up in the church, and I've been we've been giving a lot. Like we've been not, I don't want to say we've been giving <laughs> a should. lot, but we've been giving. <laughs> and did. what yeah. I mean is, it's very. I started to think like, do we operate on a principle of ten percent, or do we operate on a principle of generosity? And when I started to think, I was like, oh man, we just really operate. We've kind of downshifted into just operating on a principle of ten percent. Right. So whatever comes in, we're just going to give 10% and then go about our... If anything else comes up, maybe we'll consider it and, and try to help out. But I just realized, like, man, I, I'm bottom level operating at a principle of right. just 10%, which right. I think if I'm doing that as a regular attender, a person that loves God, like, aren't there other people probably in our church that are just operating under this... I don't want to call it a superficial level, but it's just like a lower level... I think then what you were talking about right. is the higher level, like right. get above the ten percent, get a get more to like a generosity, right? And, and, and to be sure, it's it's not the amount. Like I said Sunday, yes. uh, we, uh, he who who uh, gives sparingly will also reap sparingly, mm-hmm. right? He who mm-hmm. sows, let's use the word, right? Sure. So, yeah. um, but but those words, like I said, those words have to do with with a, a qualitative nature, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you when you give with the idea um, that's captured in the word bountifully, which you know, like I said, the word comes from um, eulogia, mm-hmm. which means to bless, and yeah. so your mindset is that you're giving because you want it to be a blessing to someone, and you understand that the Lord is going to bless you in return, so that you can keep blessing. In other words, it's, it's a deeper way to connect with the Lord, yeah. and it comes from the heart. So he, the Lord, is the one who incites um, these, these attributes that, are, that, are, um, that he's, he's uh, maturing in us. Mm-hmm. He incites those, and he wants us to be connected. So then if I have a rule for giving, mm-hmm. it may not be what he wants me to give. If I have a rule, I want to be so sensitive to what he's purposing in my heart um, that I'm, I'm there. I'm connected. I know yeah. when the Lord, uh, when he decides for me in my heart, Roosevelt, this mm-hmm. is what I want you to do. I want to be sensitive to that. Yeah. But when there's a rule involved, your conscience is captive to the rule. Yeah. Well, it's easier. Just this is what you do. And then you're a good Christian. Yes. You know? Yes. It's just easy. And and then you could do that really without very little consciousness of God. Yes. Yes. I I completely agree with that. Um, to recap kind of the two-week series, um, you went Old Testament uh, primarily the first week, and you talked about um, basically they operated, they operated under a tithe principle mm-hmm. um, for lots of different reasons, for taking care of the church, the, you know, the Israel um, church back then. The New Testament... You, it transitions into the um, the giving principle, and you said the New Testament writers they don't ever t- talk or teach about giving a tithe. Right. So that's so, kind of like so, a big statement. Right. Right. So, so let me say it this way. Right. Um, giving to the Lord has always been free will. Tithing is a revenue system. Mm-hmm. That's why the Lord says, "Cursed are you." But with free will giving, he tells Moses um, to go and those whose hearts purpose them to give, mm-hmm. let them give. 
That's always been the way. And even in the sacrificial system, there were opportunities for free will sacrifices. Mm. Plus, there were mandatory sacrifices. Um, but but the 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 essence of giving mm. out of out of a, out of a willing heart that streams throughout the scriptures, Old Testament and New. Okay, mm-hmm. but when you get to the New Testament, um, the same applies in terms of the free will giving, but what's what's removed is tithing, yeah. and the reason that's removed is because we don't have national Israel. Right. We have a church, and the church exists in in every climate and every place. Right. Yes. Um, so now you have the essence of free will giving. Um, that's that, you know. It's captured in, let each man give according to what he purposes in his heart to give, not reluctantly, nor under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. There's not one New Testament writer um, other than the Gospels, but Israel's still under. I thought that was really interesting when yeah. you talked about Jesus confirmed with them, you should tithe. Yeah, but that he was said under, it. That was to the Pharisees they, who were under they the were law. They were still under the law. Yeah, exactly. And then in uh, the book of Hebrews where the writer, his point is not to teach tithing. His point is to bring out the greatness of the Lord Jesus' priesthood over the Aaronic priesthood. Yes. His was after the order of Melchizedek. Do you think that... Um, so a lot, I would say our culture understands the word tithe, probably just from the history and the you know, conservative nature probably of our, where we live especially. But is it, would it be healthy to get rid of that language altogether it, or it, well, keep it and well, just explain the, more? It's in the scriptures, right? Okay. The scripture says all scripture is God-breathed mm-hmm. and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, Right. Um, so that the man of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that's all. That's the volume of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's just right application. Yeah. With, so there, there's beautiful truths when you recognize, man, this is a theocracy. God is the governor, mm-hmm. and God takes care of the officials, his officials. You know, just thinking that way. Right. Yeah. It, it gives you a sense of, man, some of the governments that we see around the world, mm-hmm. some of them really operate after that order. So it shows you this sense of 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 uh, of the knowledge of God mm-hmm. that everyone possesses, whether they want to acknowledge that or not. It's yeah. inherent. Right. Yeah. So you're going to see semblances and you see that in the governments around the world. Mm-hmm. So I would say the important thing. To, to, to always um, remember is, like we started, accurate knowledge, right application. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think what has happened, though, in the church is uh, people, teachers have defaulted to Malachi, will a man rob God, exactly. right? And, and what's, what's, what's even, um, <clears throat> what's what's disturbing about utilizing a passage in Malachi that way is there are other oracles in Malachi. Mm-hmm. I have loved you. How? How have you loved us? Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. The, the Lord answers them. Mm-hmm. Um, so will a man rob God? The tithing thing, that's just one 
of six oracles, mm-hmm. but you never hear about the other ones. Right, and yeah. and if you look at the other ones intently, actually, you don't even need to look intently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a cursory look, and you, well, you can't apply that to the church. There's no way you can apply the mm. others to the church, yeah, right? So just keeping it in, in the right place. Yeah. So let me ask this question, because someone, someone in our home group asked this question. Mm-hmm. Let's say we don't tithe, maybe because it's a tight season or our budget is tight. Mm-hmm. Should we expect that the Lord will... Dis- Here's the exact, the exact question. Should we expect discipline from the Lord for not giving consistently for a season? Okay, so... Does that make sense? Okay, and I can't answer that yeah. question, right? Because let each man give according to what he purposed in his heart to give, not reluctantly, nor run to compulsion, for God loves a cheerful. I wish you didn't giver, know scripture so well, because right? we could just. But you got you got to just say it, right? What do you want yeah. me to say? Something no. else? No, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. I think that's so, right. So, yeah. so then, what I would say is, um, you just want to connect with the Lord. The the you want to give. You don't want to have a a mindset of being stingy. You also want to really capture the essence of. I'm giving to the kingdom. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah, yeah. greatest investment, if I, and I, I can't wrap my head around this, right? If I can, gosh, man, uh, life would be so much more wonderful. Mm-hmm. If I can get in my head that just as people in, uh, investigate and make these investments into companies and they end up with so much return, Right. And the thrill of getting that return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can think about the kingdom that way, that when I'm investing into the kingdom, there's going to be tremendous return, mm-hmm. not only here in this life, but in the life to come. It's like a right? spiritual IRA or something. like. Yeah, yeah. It, because Jesus says this. This is one of my favorite verses. The Lord Jesus says, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of what he has. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We all want contentment. We all want joy. The, the stuff that, the physicalness of life, right? Mm-hmm. That, the, the reason we want those things is because they bring us a certain level of happiness, fulfillment, contentment, all of that. Right. So ultimately, ultimately what we want is happiness, contentment, fulfillment. That's right. what we want. Right. Well, the Lord is saying you have to get it a different way. Yeah, or in the future. It, it, well, the joy is consistent right now. And then, uh, of course, we know what the future holds, right? right. Um, when we're caught up to be with him. Mm-hmm. But even now, like the Lord says, um, he who's left mother, father, brother, houses, you know, right. will not inherit a hundredfold. Right. So it's, it's right now as well, mm-hmm. but it may not come always in the form that we think it should come in. But right. but we trust God. We right. know it's going to come in the form that we most need. Yeah, yeah. And man, what I want is just that. I just want to be uh, joyous, yeah. Even in the midst of trying times, hurtful times. I mean, look what's happening. I know. Well, that was the crazy part about um, one of those passages that you were talking about is they gave out of their extreme poverty. Yes. Right. So like, yes. Out of persecution, you said tribulation. Tribulation. You know, you were talking about that, but the lipsis. That's pressure. nuts. That's nuts to me because I mean. Like when my budget is tied, or when I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't even really authentically say that I've 
been in that place where they're giving out of your tribulation or your poverty. Like, I'm an American who's never had anything hard happen to me, basically, right? right, right? So right. I have a hard time relating to that, but right. they did that in joy. Yes. You know? And that's the beautiful thing. The beautiful... See, because now we're not, we're not asked to do that. You follow? Hmm. We're asked to give... No, what do you mean? We're not, we're not asked to, um, to give exactly... Like the Macedonian churches gave. Okay. The so Macedonian churches—that's an, yeah. an exceptional example, and I'd like to be that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that's 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 a part of uh, maturing and the work of the Lord, and and you know I think that's what we would all want to strive for. Yeah. The the sense that the giving to the kingdom is <clears throat> more valuable. Than anything else, yeah, that's the essence of it. Yeah. And and once again, it's not how much. Like like one of the uh, verses in that section, Paul says, if the willingness is there, the gift is accepted, mm-hmm. not based on what one doesn't have, but you what know, he has. I think about it sometimes it's like, let's say the church is doing some you know some offering for some some event or some whatever some cause. Mm-hmm. I often think. What does what does my fifty dollars, you know, help? But then I think about that where it's like it's it's not the amount. Like right, it can be like because if you take fifty dollars from a hundred people, right, that's infinitely more than just you know a hundred dollars or something. Right, right, right. So like I think we can do more holistically. Right. If we just say whatever it is, like if I can give a little bit, right, I'm gonna right. give a little bit, and then amongst the church that ends up being a lot. Well, and see, that's why the principle is that you give according to what you purpose in your heart. It, it, it doesn't set an amount. Yeah. When, when it's like that, if you're, giving, um, if you're given a dollar and you've purposed in your heart to give a dollar and that's what you're able to give yeah. and you joyfully mm-hmm. are able to give that, praise God. I mean, that's the essence of what's being said, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you see the individuality of it. It I feels dangerous to talk like that, doesn't it? Because, like, our staff, like Matt and Patrick, like, yeah. they rely on the, the gifts of yes. the church to yes. support them. So it's and, like, and, and, and now and, we're telling the church an email. I think I was yeah. like, I felt nervous in that email right, right. this week because it right. said, don't, basically, the thought was, don't tithe anymore. So, like, so, so transition gonna, your thinking. So let's talk you about know? two things, right? The first one is, um, the, the Lord takes care of us. It would be super dangerous. And you've heard Pat say this, and he yeah. says it really well, yeah. where if, if, if all of this was happening without God, yeah, it would be real scary. Mm-hmm. But remember, the Lord has no needs yeah. at all. Yeah. And if it's a work that he's designed to have happen, He's going to see it through. Yeah, you said that in your he, sermon, right? Oh, like, yeah. If, if you're doing something and you're not financially able to do that, maybe it means that God you got to think that way. Yeah. Because it's, it's not, I mean, think about it. Let's say um, I'm a principal of a, of, of a school. Mm-hmm. I am of elementary school, mm-hmm. right? Let's say um, I want to do certain things, mm-hmm. but there's no funding, right? Okay. Well, if those things are really, really necessary, mm-hmm. the government would fund it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not me who – it doesn't come out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. The funds that I use to run the school comes from either the federal government, the state government, or local funding, 
You follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with the Lord, it's the same. If he if he's calling you to do a work, he's going to provide. He's not asking you to do the work and provide for yourself. Mm. But it doesn't mean that he will not test you through that process. Right. You mentioned that in your sermon. It was I, Maybe it was with the Macedonian church. You said something about... Uh, or you connected the to a verse about testing. You're getting into a lot of stuff. Sorry, right? man. So let me back up for a second. Let's go back to the tide. Yeah. Let's right. say, let's say um, someone decides, well, what I purpose in my heart is I want to give a tenth. That's my pur- There's nothing wrong with That's that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I purpose, I want to give a, a fifth. I want to give a 20th. What, uh, so the, the idea is yeah. when, you, when you purpose in your heart to give, mm-hmm. give. But the tithing is is quite another story. But if you want to give a tenth, there's nothing wrong with that as, at all. Yeah. If you yeah. want to use it as a measure, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just if you're looking at the system of tithing and taxation, you got to take it all. And all of it means if you don't tithe, cursed. You follow? Because that's what it says. Mm-hmm. You're under curse. Um, it's similar to what happens to people mm-hmm. in our country when they don't pay taxes and the IRS finds them out? Mm-hmm. That's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And so that's what tithing is equivalent to. Breaking the law. In, in God's law. Sure. Right? But for the New Testament, that's not a law. That's right. not a law for the church. Right? right? Yeah. Now, the other thing is... Um, thinking about the Thessalonians and their affliction, right? Mm-hmm. Testing comes from the Lord. We should not be surprised. Like John, uh, James says, consider it all joy when we face various trials. Mm-hmm. The, the testing of our faith produces character, character perseverance. Right. The Lord, he is maturing us, mm-hmm. sanctifying us always. So we shouldn't be surprised when life isn't smooth. Yeah. It, because it's in the waves where you learn, you learn to really surf mm. in the waves, right? Without the waves, you don't surf. Right. So the Lord takes you through the trials, tribulations, if you will, yeah. of life so that we learn to trust him. Mm. And the example of the Macedonians is their trial of affliction, the, the apostle said, in essence, didn't hurt it helped yes (laughs) right yeah yeah and you mentioned like um that was connected to maturity without without suffering there's really no way to mature it impossible almost you said it yeah you said that think about the apostle paul right at the start of his well he didn't take money either which is interesting well he he did but he didn't from uh, from a specific the, church, the or? Corinthians, okay. just because of what was happening there. In fact, in his words, he says, "I rob other churches." Right. So, if he would have taken the money, he would have be stealing from someone else, some other ministry. Well, what he meant by robbing, um, it's it's a figure of speech. He didn't literally rob them. The, sure, the yeah, figure yeah, of yeah. speech was, they wouldn't be able I to didn't do. get any money from you. Yeah. I didn't exercise that right. Mm-hmm. Because the minister of the gospel deserves his wages from the gospel. He says it that way. Yeah. And then he says, but I did not exercise that right. Okay? Um, there are people who commit their lives to 100% of the time serving God. Uh, now, I, I, all Christians, we should 100% of the time really be serving God. Right? right? Yeah. Regardless of where we are. Right. But there are those whose occupation include 
just doing direct kingdom work. Yeah. Like like uh, in our church, Patrick and and uh, and Matt and and Galen, mm-hmm. you know these guys, their their commitment is to all the time. While I'm at work here, they're at work there. Yeah serving the church and they deserve their wages through that process that's important i was going to talk a little bit about the the reasons why we give because there's multiple reasons and that's one of them you mentioned a few Mm -hmm. Uh, i really like that you said um basically what because it made me think about communication with our church because i don't think a lot of people know the fact that the church gives to a lot of needs that come up in our church. Oh, yeah. You know, and I yes. know that's kind of an assumption, mm-hmm. but like when, you know, like we're on messages and stuff and people will say, hey, this person needs this. Hey, this bill is not going to be able to get paid. Can we pay that? Like the church is actively giving to the needs of people connected to and in our church. Yes. And I don't think people know that very and, much. And like, that's that's probably our fault for not communicating I think so, that. yeah. Absolutely. Because the, it's the organized way of giving, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. The example was in the book of Acts where, you know, people sold property and they brought mm-hmm. all of what they got or what they wanted to give the apostles, mm-hmm. laid it at the apostles' feet, and they distributed. So members in the church, it, it's, uh, it doesn't prohibit them from having um, various ministries that they give to. Like, I give to other ministries. I mean, I give to other ministries that I've seriously benefited from, Yeah. right? Um, but I'm going to give to the church because that's where I am, and that's yeah. where uh, yeah. the local church the designed to help the needs of those within the church and sometimes those without, depending mm-hmm. on their connection with well, the church. Well, kind of that's, that's an interesting connection because that makes the bubble even bigger. Like you're talking about the local church, mm-hmm. which we're a part of, mm-hmm. and then you're also talking about the broader church. Mm-hmm. And that mentality of a being a generous person and giving could mean both. Yes, right? so like you yes. Get, you get beyond saying, I was even thinking in my head, like, okay, so if I give to this ministry, does that count as a tithe? All this kind of stuff. But that's right. the wrong question. So, hey, it's the wrong right? question. It's the wrong question. That's the superficial kindergarten. Yes. That's the elementary lesson. I'm no, yes. no offense to elementary school. <laughs> but the higher level thinking is, what can we give based on my conviction? Always. Right? Always. Okay. What so can I get? here's what uh, this guy, you know him, his name is Noe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked this question. How can we give according to our heart? If our heart is deceitful and, you know, wicked and, you know, prone to want money and want possessions, like how can we really trust ourselves basically to come to a number or come to, you know, we get a thousand dollars. How do you trust yourself? What are we going to do? Like how, our hearts gotcha. are wicked, right? Our hearts so, are... so, so the scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Mm-hmm. All things have passed away. Behold. All things have become new. I think that's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Yeah, okay? Sure. Now, you're a new creature mm-hmm. housed in an old body. Now, there's some theological stuff that, that I won't get into at this point, but just to say this, right? Mm-hmm. The Lord has given us the capacity to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Right. As we are maturing, which means really... We're walking in the Spirit. We're being guided by the Spirit. Like the Scripture says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. We still have the flesh. We're right. still here. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not talking about the physicalness of the us. The sinful nature. It's, it's, it's that part of us that's just human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's still there. So you, you're capable. 
Now, I wouldn't go as far as to say um, that your heart is deceitful, the, the passage in Jeremiah that you're referring well, to. Well, no, Noe just and, obviously doesn't and, know his... We talk about Noah. Let's talk about Noah. So, but what I'm thinking is, in that particular passage, um, you're referring to those who have not yet been born again. You know, this is just just off the cuff thinking, right? Sure. Um, but 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 here's what I know is very accurate. Mm-hmm. What's very accurate is you're now a new creature. Romans chapter six says, anyone who's died has been freed from sin. Yeah. Reckon yourselves to be dead to God, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Reckon, count it. So really, you have to appropriate that, right? Right. So it all begins with who you think you are. Knowledge. Yes. Yet my uh, mentor, John, my disciple, John, he would always say to me, he would say, Will, listen, you, sin is inappropriate for you hmm. because you're a child of God. Sin is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So when you sin, mm-hmm. see it that way and judge it. Talk to the Lord about it. Confess it. Yeah. But never forget that sin is inappropriate. Well, guess what? If I don't think it's inappropriate, if I think it's just something I'm going to pass through all the time, it's just a way of life, then it's going to defeat me eventually. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But the Lord has said, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin. Yeah. but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. It, it's in Romans 6 where it, it talks about our co-crucifixion with Christ. Mm-hmm. A part of the co-crucifixion is so that the, the old self might be crucified. And that's right. what he says. The old self might be crucified so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's died has been freed from sin. Mm-hmm. Likewise, and like Christ died, that will never die again. Reckon yourselves to be dead to sin. So what I would say is this. When it comes to giving, the Lord is going to direct your heart. Yes. But, but, but you can't be compartmentalized so that this is the only area that the Lord's directing. Mm-hmm. It's a holistic thing where the Lord is directing your life. Right. And giving is just one of those things that he will also direct. Right. I mean, so um, let me, like if a need comes up mm-hmm. and we can't give... Mm-hmm. Right, we just look, we just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Should we feel bad about that? No, you shouldn't. And see, there's where legalism comes in. Exactly. And that's I'm such danger. a legalist. That, no, I, I'm not I saying like, you're a legalist. I'm, t- I'm confessing. You think like, you are. My okay. heart, okay. my heart wants to go there. You know, like so. So that's yeah. why I said Sunday, um, and last Sunday, um, false teachers have ruined giving in the church. Yeah. Because even even if you understand. That giving is um, to be led by the Spirit. In other words, purpose in your heart, what you are to give. That, mm-hmm. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You, you understand that uh, maybe mentally you get it. But when it comes to, like you said earlier, walking that out, mm-hmm. when, when it comes to that, the problem is your conscience is so captive to a rule that you're always, am I giving enough? Am I, and, that, and you, it's hard to hear God. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that just just confuses the voice of God. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been told that, listen, the Lord doesn't confuse you. He's pretty precise in what he wants to say to you. If there's vagueness and confusion, yeah. you, you might pray, ask the Lord for clarity, yeah. direction. 
and trust that he'll give you clarity and direction. So you're starting to see, I think, through this, um, through just the teaching of, of giving, that life has to be walked in the presence of God. Right, yeah. Well, and, and see, my problem is, is I think, this is my legalistic nature, mm-hmm. I think if I, if I give more or mm-hmm. if I read my Bible more or if I pray more, if I do these disciplines more, that God will love me more, mm-hmm. which in Christ, that's impossible. He, he loves me as I am, complete mm-hmm. and whole. But you mentioned on Sunday, God loves a, cheerf- a cheerful giver, right? Yes, yes. So Blaine was actually asking, like, I love Roosevelt too. And maybe we can end on this. Is like, explain a little bit what you mean and, and what you believe that God means when he says, I love this act of you giving in a special way. Mm-hmm. I died for you. That's love. Bottom line. <laughs> done. So, but there's more. So let me know? tell you what I said Sunday. Okay. I don't understand that. Yeah. All I could do is give examples. Yeah. And uh, the apostle John, I mean, you hear that. John, John doesn't even identify himself often in his gospel. Mm-hmm. He just says the one whom Jesus loved. Yeah. But he loved them all. He yeah. says in John 15, he yeah. loved them all. He loved them to the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Unending is what all that means. But when he says, for God loves a cheerful giver, that has to be something that's unique. Because even if you're not giving, if you're a Christian, even if he's disciplining you, he still loves you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because the love is based on the death of Christ. It's mm-hmm. not based on anything you do or not do. Exactly. And it can't be diminished. Like the love that the Lord has for us can't be diminished and really it can't be added to because it's based on a fixed action, mm-hmm. the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So... That's why the Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't explain it beyond that, except you get it. You get the the Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, That's what it says. You just have to accept that by faith because that's what he says. That's what he means. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's it's so theologically... Uh, complicated mm-hmm. that you can't, I mean, it's, I, I can't unravel it yeah. beyond that. Well, I like, I mean, what I'm hoping for people listen and they're picking up on this hopefully is that it's the, like you mentioned, it's the disposition, what is it? The, dis- the word is the I'm disposition, disposition. Of the heart. man. Yeah. It's the disposition good, like of yeah. the heart. Cheerful. Yeah. yeah. Know, he gave cheerfully, um, yes. loves a cheerful giver, uh, yes. not under compulsion. So there's, yes. it's the, it's our heart. Yes. That's the deeper level. Like, I think if our people, if, if people at Genesis, if they thought that way, like, yes. that would be revolutionary. Like, yes. Because, you know, the statistics are terrible with giving in yes. our church. Like, yes. it's like below point. Yes. It's like below. It's terrible. Yes. But if there are people in our church had more thought and intentionality with mm-hmm. the the motives, like right. what's in their heart when they right. give, right? I just think it'd be just, it'd be unstoppable. Like. I agree, and it's the disposition. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't quantify that. But now, the the important thing I think in it all is mm-hmm. this. I said to you a few minutes ago, if I can really wrap my head around um, investing in the kingdom, and what that return is like, in terms of joy, contentment, 
you know, the, the things mm-hmm. that really make us. Yeah. If I, man, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, gosh, how, how could you not love a life like that, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? That's what I want. So I have to be committed to the Lord developing that. Mm-hmm. I can't stop and say that's impossible to get. Mm-hmm. So all of us who are dealing with the proper way to give recognize that the Lord wants us to have that way more than we want it. And he's going to take mm-hmm. us through life issues, situations, circumstances as he grows us yeah. so that we get there. Yeah. He, he who began a good work in us, the, the Bible says, will carry it on to completion right. till the day of Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. sanctify them by the truth, the Lord Jesus said. Your word is truth. God is always sanctifying. What we want to, 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 to be aware of is, is, is just that, that he's doing that, not lose sight, right? Not lose heart, but, but just prayerfully stick with him through it all. Yeah. Uh, Ab- Abraham going up to the mountain, getting ready to, to, to kill his son. The Bible says that Abraham um, received his son back from the dead. And he believed that God could raise the dead. That's yeah. what the writer of Hebrews says, right? Yeah. Abraham fully was ready to, he fully believed that he was going to kill his son and the Lord was going to raise him up from the dead. It's but it's angsting. So, I mean, that's, that's a real extreme testing. But look at the work that Abraham had to do. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is we think we know, we, we think we know what we need best. You know, and, we and it's don't. hard to trust God. With, and we don't. Yes. I, you know, I've talked to people consistently about trust, about faith and what it means. The mm-hmm. Greek word is pistis, right? Mm-hmm. Well, belief and faith, synonymous, obviously. And we don't have a verb for faith. We don't say faithing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Believing. Mm-hmm. Same word. Pisteo, pistis, right? Mm-hmm. The, the best way to look at that word is through our word trust. Now, when I say I trust Joshua, yeah. what that means is I don't know what you're always going to do, but I trust you with what you're going to do. So when I say I trust God, I don't know what he's always going to do. Right. I don't know where he's going to take my life. You don't know if he's going to bring the hundredfold blessing tomorrow. I don't know any. No, I don't know that, right? I don't know. But what I know is he is going to always, always do what benefits me and what glorifies him. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And that's trust. Yeah. I may not, I'm not going to raise my hand and say, Lord, please um, bring on some, some testing tomorrow. Who right. wants that, yeah, right? right? I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. But when it comes, consider it all joy. Yeah. You have to have that mindset. That's good. Okay, well, uh, the last thing we want to know is, um, like, how much do you give? What percentage do you give? <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, See, just you're kidding. To, you're, just kidding. To, you're trying to compromise me. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, just kidding. No. No, can we end? Uh, maybe you could just pray for us as a people, as Genesis, the local church. Yes. Pray for us in regards to our giving and let, us, let it be on another level than just a percentage. Let's do it. All right. Lord, thank you, Father, for, for even making this possible. You know, as we think about all of the... the uh, the ways in which we have to communicate your word today. Um, it's easy to take all of that for granted, but 
I trust that you've allowed, even sanctioned man to, to be able to build these communication devices so that we can get your word out um, in a broader spectrum, just reaching so many people um, with the truth of the gospel, the good news of who you are and what you've done and what you've accomplished and why our lives um, are so rich because of you. And we've just communicated uh, for the past 30 minutes or so um, just just a lot of things about giving and and maturity and maturing and sanct- being sanctified and really the, the essence of what it means to love you, connect with you, and... Um, be very sensitive to how you are leading our lives and and causing us to more and more reflect your glory. And my prayer is that for all of your people, and I especially pray for, for our church, we want to be known as a church that is characterized by, by just hilarious givers, mm-hmm. people who love to give because we've we've come to really appreciate um, what it means to sow into the kingdom, to appropriate it in the right sense of the word. Not so that we might get more to spend on ourselves, but so that we might be uh, more useful in your kingdom, that you might increase our uh, ability to to help others, to, to just spread the gospel, to do all those things that's necessary, Lord, to ensure that your people are blessed. And so that's, that's our prayer, Lord, and we trust that, that you and only you can bring that about, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Love you. Love you too, bro.